Welcome to the LJA Podcast, featuring news, knowledge, and insight from principals, leaders, and subject matter experts in every area of the company. LJA is an employee-owned, award-winning civil design firm offering over 300 services with 43 offices in Texas, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida. We build civilization. Listen to the LJA podcast to learn why. Hey, folks, and welcome to another episode of the LJA podcast. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited to be with you. This is the final. This, if you happen to be listening to this one, it's the final one of a two day marathon that I did in May of 2021. And I got a chance to sit down with some amazing. Some of your amazing colleagues from LJA, from multiple offices, mind you, and got a chance to learn a little bit more about who they are and why LJA is such an important part of what they do and why they're here. So without further ado, I think my next guest is going to certainly tie things up in a nice bow and make it neat, nice and plain. But uh, I'm sitting here with Victoria Nation, and Victoria is an EIT in the Water Resources Group here at LJA. And so... I want to welcome Victoria to the podcast. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, you know, as I said before, I, I kind of teed it up and told you what we want, what I wanted to talk about, but we'll get started by you just sharing your superhero origin story, how you got here and, you know, just kind of, we'll go from there. And as I've told everybody, I've, I've jokingly, half jokingly said, you don't have to go back to fifth grade if you don't want to, but you can start there. We did have somebody start at fifth grade. But, you know, you can talk, you can take it to high school, you can take it to when you were in college and when you graduated, you have a very interesting story, which you started to allude to before we started recording. So start wherever you'd like and share your superhero origin story with everybody. I guess starting, I grew up in the Houston area. My father was an engineer. And from a very young age, I told him I am not going to be an engineer. (laughs) (laughs) And funny thing is, things come to be. My father was right. So I I grew up here. I went to Texas Mm A&M under the understanding that I wanted to get a history degree and go to law school. And kind of over the course of things, I found that I really liked aspects of water and the environment. And I found that kind of civil engineering within kind of water and environmental aspects was really interesting to me. And I found that that was kind of my niche. So I started taking engineering courses and was taking both engineering and history courses simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And then I had to graduate with my history degree, as we spoke about earlier. And in the course of reapplying to finish my engineering degree, I got engaged and relocated to San Antonio. So I ended up going to San Antonio and finishing my degree at the University of Texas at San Antonio. Okay. All right. Cool. So, well, you know, I mean, and, and, you know, Texas A&M is such a powerhouse in the engineering space. So at least you got a chance to kind of get acclimated to the study of civil engineering at A&M and then finished it at UT San Antonio. So, yes. so that kind of worked out for you. How did you get introduced to LJ? I actually, one of the managers in my group in Water Resources is a good friend of my best friend's mother. And so when my best friend got married, I sat next to her at her bridal shower and she asked what I did. And I told her I was in school at the time and I was interested in water. 
and her eyes are funny. Yes. (laughs) You know, at a bridal shower. So, yes, very cool. You never know. You'll meet your next employer. So very true. Yeah. So so she told you all about LJA. And then how soon after that were you able to come check them out? It was probably almost two years later. I kept her contact information written on the back of a bridal shower game all that time. And I called her when I was looking for an internship and it things just happened. Did she remember you? She did. She did. Okay, yes. cool, cool. So you got the internship. You came in and worked here a couple of summers, right? Yes, sir. Okay. How did that go? It was probably one of the best experiences I could have had. I came in not knowing very much, not knowing the background of everything we'd been doing. It wasn't even a full year after Harvey had happened. And I just knew I was coming to Houston and going to work on water projects that may or may not be related to one of the biggest water events in history. Right. And I was excited. I was excited to learn. And it was just a really great experience. I had really good mentors and I learned so much. Was LJA your first? intern experience from an engineering perspective? Yes. Okay. All right. So that was the only frame of reference that you had. Correct. So did you, I mean, you felt like, man, these guys treat me nice. I mean, I got to learn a lot while I was here. You figured what, you'd come back and work with them full time? I think the biggest difference I found between the internship experience I had and those of my peers at school was that I had so much practical experience. They weren't willing, they were so willing to just throw me into a job (laughs) and have me learn as I go, Mm -hmm. getting really practical real world experience. Whereas, you know, my peers were just, you know, doing kind of basic things. I learned how to model and I learned, you know, how to draw drainage areas based on the project and things of that sort that nobody else I was in school with knew how to do at the time. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's one thing to go to school to study, you know, a discipline. It's a whole nother thing to actually be immersed in that discipline. And it sounds like that was the experience that you had through the internship program at LJA. Very true. Yeah. So, well, man, have you been able to convince some of your friends to come over here based on your experiences? I have a friend who works in the Austin office. Okay. All right. Um, and then... I worked out of the San Antonio office a little bit. So there were people I went to school with who were working there. Okay. All as right. Well. Cool. Cool. We'll have to get you back down to UT San Antonio to recruit some more people. <laughs> so no, that's awesome. I, I love that. So, so you finally joined the company. What was that experience like once you came on board with LJA full time as an employee? It was a really good experience. The group had certainly changed a bit. We went from probably about eight members in our group when I first started as an intern to about 19 now. Doubled. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we've grown immensely. We are certainly busy all the time, but it was so great coming in, already having this basic knowledge that I just kind of hit the ground running. I was working on projects kind of independently. I worked on a project all year last year. What project was that? It was called the part of the watershed planning projects for the Harris County Flood Control District. And we looked at the Loose Bayou watershed and it was a pretty intensive project. We looked at the different flooding areas and what we could do to possibly mitigate those problems. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming you learned a lot through that process. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so. I got, I think that the difference between my internship experience and what I experienced over the past year was I had the opportunity to interact with clients on a more regular basis Mm -hmm. and 
you know, would do meeting agendas and things of that sort. So I was kind of keeping the track of the progress that we made and sharing that with them as we went along. Yeah. Because, you know, some of your peers that went to school with you haven't had a chance to interact with clients like that. And that's a big deal. I mean, would you say that that's kind of helped you fundamentally as you as you're growing as an engineer that you've had access to clients and have kind of started to learn the ways that that you should interact with them versus how you shouldn't interact with them and just learning things along the way. Oh yes, very true. And I think the other neat thing that I've experienced is having a history degree, you have to know how to write and you have to know how to present things and research and research. Yeah. And so I've had those experiences over the past year, especially with that project I was able to do our one of our big workshop presentations all on my own. And so it was nice to have the opportunity to kind of show that skill set that others may not have. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it just, it kind of makes you well-rounded. I mean, we have seen, I've, I've run into, I've been involved, I don't want to date myself here, but I've been involved in this industry since the 90s. And, you know, before you'd run across a lot of people and, and you know, design firms would be, you know, a little reticent to hire someone maybe that had had a background with history and stuff like that, because they just want someone that's an engineer or an architect. And I don't want you to have done anything else, but actually hiring more well-rounded people like yourself is really the difference maker nowadays. So LJA was certainly smart to snap you up and, you know, bring you along the process and, and help you out. But as you've made the claim that, you know, you have skills and abilities that transcend engineering that play into the role that you do every day on your job. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I, I think that's really cool. So what are you excited about here at LJA? I mean, you joined the company in, I think, January of 2020, right? Full time. Full time. Um, started, I guess, with the company in May of 2018. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Yes. So you came in full time in 2020, and then the pandemic happened. Yes. Well, what were you thinking when that that happened? It was certainly a transition. <laughs> were you concerned at all, or I was. I actually I went back to San Antonio and worked remotely for a little while. Okay. My my husband was still there. He was supposed to relocate, and right. of course, as things did with the pandemic, we kind of pushed it back. So I worked remotely for a little while, but the nice thing within our group, we really continued coming in. We continued kind of trying to do things as much as, you know, normally. Yeah. And I think that was kind of a nice way to try to, in lack of a better term, like stay sane. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you have to do that, right? Because I know I was going crazy. I worked out of, I created a makeshift office in my garage and it was great. And you know, I was training people all over the country. They had no idea where I was because I had a really nice setup, but I was in my garage still nonetheless. And I mean, you had to kind of make do with what you could. And then I was like, at some point I was ready for change and I was ready to get out of that and actually moved into an office. But I mean, it makes a huge difference, you know, when you do that. So yeah, no, that's that's definitely exciting. So now that you, we've kind of, we're not past and beyond the pandemic, but we're still, you know, we're kind of coming out of it. And what are you looking to be able to do now that maybe you couldn't do before? I have certainly had to learn how to transition from in-person meetings to virtual meetings. Right. So I think having more of that in-person exposure again may be nice. Yeah. But then also people probably aren't as afraid to have virtual meetings because you can actually still get work done in a virtual meeting. Yes. And I think that's that's the one thing that's if you think about it, because like, you know, Skype existed pre-pandemic, Zoom technically existed pre-pandemic, but although, I mean, 
the pandemic made Zoom what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's all of a sudden it's just bec- it's become a verb. Yeah, let's Zoom. We're going to Zoom and I'll Zoom you and we'll, you know, we'll go from there and we'll mm-hmm. Zoom. And every, that's, how, that's all everybody talks about is, yeah, we'll, we'll jump on Zoom and, and have a conversation. So it's easy to do that. And so now instead of maybe necessarily getting in your car and driving halfway across Houston, you can do that. And then when the time is right, you can still have that in-person meeting. Yes. You know, which is really beneficial. So, so what is, what are you telling folks that you run across that, you know, are asking you about what LJA is like, you know, give me the inside scoop. Cause you know, everybody has, there's the story, there's the public story, and then there's the real story, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I know how engineers and architects are, and they always want to know the skinny on what's it really like working there. So what do you, what do you tell people when they really press you and say, hey, Victoria, what's, okay, I know you're, you know, you're a fangirl for LJA, but what's the real story, okay? I would say I love this company. I relocated my entire life from San Antonio to be here to work for LJA. Yeah. I, I think from the very beginning, hitting the ground running, I was so accepted. I was a member of this organization. And as an intern, that's kind of you know, wild to come in and be here for, I mean, most people just a few months and to really feel like you are part of this place and you are making a difference in the work you do. I think from my perspective and the work that I've had the opportunity to do with the company, I really value the change we are making and trying to improve flooding in the state, in the state of Texas and all over Houston. And those projects, as they move forward, and you see the impact that they make, even you know over the past two days where it's rained so much, yeah. seeing that those projects we work on make a difference. They do. They make a tremendous difference. And, and you know, and, and as I've talked to some of your other peers here, you know, they talk about the, you know the importance of understanding you know how water impacts this area specifically, right? And of course, you you mentioned you know Hurricane Harvey, which was a you know, kind of like a once in a lifetime event. And, and everybody's saying, yeah, I hope it's only once mm-hmm. in my lifetime that I experienced something like that. What are you excited about learning and expanding in terms of your skill set and abilities within, you know, water resources in the next like three to five years? What are the things that you're really excited about being able to understand and participate in? I, over the past year and a half, have probably gained a lot more knowledge based on the types of modeling we do. Mm -hmm. We do within the group I work in, we do a lot of intensive modeling, a lot of two-dimensional or, you know, linked 1D, 2D type modeling of systems. And it's really fun to be able to take the existing conditions in a particular area and see as you add things like a bridge or if you need an extra detention basin or some kind of channelized flow going along it to solve problems. I've enjoyed learning that, but I also would like to keep improving and knowing kind of more, gaining a better understanding of why I'm doing the certain things I'm doing and how to, you know, look at a project and just be able to say, I need to make this kind of model and this kind of model is going to show me this. So those kind of things are what I look forward to learning in addition to, I guess, understanding more of the managerial aspect of projects. I've gained a little bit of exposure to things such as like scoping and creating a fee, but I'd like to continue improving and seeing the aspects of 
you know, actually being in charge of a project. Right. And so how has it been, you know, I mean, they always say, you know, your own backyard really well, but you don't Mm -hmm. necessarily know everybody else's. And as I'm looking on and I'm looking at a sheet for those of you that are listening to the podcast, I'm looking at a services sheet and, you know, it's, it's, I remember this firm when it was just land development and survey. Mm -hmm. So clearly there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 different areas. And I'm not going to press you and say, how many of those areas do you know intimately? But I am going to ask you this. What have you done to kind of help yourself to better have a grasp on all the capabilities that LJ is able to do? I think the nice thing about working with water resources is we, you know, water falls everywhere. Yeah. So we certainly have kind of ties to so many different departments, whether you're looking at building a road or building some kind of subdivision or a bridge or things of that sort. So it's really pretty cool the exposure that we have within our group to get pulled into projects for other departments. I'm certainly not super knowledgeable on Mm -hmm. all of them, but it's fun to be able to, you know, dabble a little bit in in one area and then another. Ask questions and, you know, pick up on some things. Yes. Yeah. So have you enjoyed meeting some of your peers in some of these other departments? I have. Yeah. Have you made some friends? I think so. Okay. <laughs> it's right. it's nice to see friendly faces, especially since we're in a new building and right, there's so many right. new people from the time that I first started. So it's nice to, you know, walk down the hallway and see a friendly face. Yeah. How would you rate this building compared to the last one? Because I've been to the last one as well. So <laughs> they're they're both really nice, but I like I like you here. like this one. Yeah. Yes. I was up on the sixth floor today getting uh using that Starbucks machine that makes the coffee. Mm-hmm. And I got a vanilla espresso, which is quite sweet. So I had to add an extra shot of espresso to it just to tame it down some. But I was so impressed of, you know, just the the windows and what you can look out on. And that's a great place to go up and, you know, break bread, have a meal, talk with some peers and, and just hang out. So. Yes. Yeah. So do you find yourself up there from time to time? We, I'm up on the sixth floor. Oh, you are so. on the sixth floor. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. I love that. I love that. So, well, good. So what would you... I guess the best question that I want to ask you is, what would you tell somebody that's maybe, you know, just about to get out of school when it comes to, you know, going into civil engineering, you know, they want to be a design professional when they get out of school. What would be one piece of advice with the understanding that, you know, you're still new at this as well, but you've picked up some things. And so what would be one strong piece of advice that you would give them? I think your biggest my biggest piece of advice would probably be to not be afraid to admit you do not know something. There you go. I like um, that. Do not be afraid to ask questions. Asking questions can be one of your biggest strengths in an industry like this. And there are so many opportunities for you to learn from so many knowledgeable people. And if you are willing to ask those questions, you'll be better in the long run for it. Yeah. I mean, that's spoken like a true true professional. Victoria Nation says it here first. Do not be afraid to ask questions. The only dumb questions are the ones you don't ask. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So, well, very cool. Very cool. This is exciting. I'm glad you had, you know, you, you had a chance to kind of share your your story and, and you know, what, what is kind of moving you in, in the direction, moving you forward here at LJA. I have asked most of the people that I've interviewed some other questions to learn a little bit more about them. But are you a reader at all? I am. You are? So yes. what do you, do you prefer fiction over nonfiction? 
maybe a little bit of both. Okay. Yeah. All right. What have you re- have you read any books that have helped you perform better in your w- within your career here at LJA? Hmm. You know, like personal development or anything along those lines. Maybe not so not so much personal development. I'm a big because I have a history degree. I'm a big person of you know learning from past experiences. Okay. All right. And so I like to the history related kind of books that I like to read. They you know, you can see in different ways that history repeats itself unless you learn from those past experiences. Yes, yes. And so that would probably be what I could say would be something that I've kind of taken from is that, you know, you look at what has happened in the past and as you move forward, you must either choose to learn from it or choose to repeat it. Exactly. Yeah. No, I love that. Well, then in you saying that, I'm going to throw a book out at you and I think you'll appreciate it as a historian. Doris Kearns Goodwin wrote a book called Leadership in Turbulent Times. It is about the challenges faced by Abraham Lincoln, Theodore Roosevelt, Franklin D. Roosevelt, and Lyndon Baines Johnson. And she wrote this great book. And it's not a biography of them, but it is an assessment of their lives when they're in the role of a leader. And, mm-hmm. and here's the thing, and this is for you and for everybody listening, all leaders run into challenges. What defines a leader is how they deal with those challenges. Very true. And so Doris Kearns Goodwin wrote about that. And you're absolutely right. Some of the same things that Lincoln learned made him a better leader. You can learn today. And one of the case in point, one of the things she talks about in the book is the simple fact that Lincoln surrounded himself, not just with the people that were his, you know, people that were in his corner, but even people that ran against him or people that campaigned against him when he was running for president, he brought them into his cabinet mm-hmm. because he he didn't want everyone to think like him. He wanted other ideas to come to the forefront. And that actually helped him as he was making plans to free the slaves and do so many other things that he did during the Civil War. And a lot of that was fundamentally the understanding that as a leader, sometimes you have to have people around you that you don't necessarily always agree with. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. She tells the same story with, with Teddy Roosevelt, the same story with Frank, Franklin D. Roosevelt did basically the same thing that Lincoln did in terms of bringing people in that were contrary to how he thought about things to help him to balance things out, right? Because you don't want to be in a vacuum because right. that's, that's no place to grow. And, and so that's a really good book. I'd highly recommend that to you as a historian. I think you would appreciate it. And I think um, there, you could glean a lot of leadership lessons that are wholly applicable to what you do on a daily basis here at LJA. Very true. Yeah. So I, I would encourage you to check that out. That's my whole little diatribe on leadership in turbulent times. But anybody listening to it, just go grab that book from the library. You don't have to buy it, but I'm sure Doris Kearns Goodwins would appreciate it if you did buy it. But it's one of those buy and hold books. So I've kept it as a historian. I like owning books. I don't keep every book that I read, but that was a keeper. And so I highly recommend that. If you do get it, you'll have to look me up and, and let me know what you think about it. Yes, so, I will. Yeah, absolutely. So last thoughts as we close out, any parting thoughts about you being here at LJA since the internship and now being here for you know a couple of years and, and really being part of the team, part of the family, like we say? Any parting thoughts? I'm so, so very happy to be here. I couldn't imagine myself being anywhere else at this point. Yeah. And I have to say with some of the people that I know you work with in the the water resources department, I don't think that there are better people that can teach you about water resources, you know, in terms of how you deal with things today, as well as moving forward and as well as looking back at things historically that have impacted 
Houston, Texas, period. So, I mean, you're you're certainly in a good place. Yes. So yes, I'm sure people will be leaning on you in the very near future as that expert, just the way that you're leaning on some of the leaders leadership in that department. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. All right. Well, Victoria, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of the LJA podcast. Victoria was kind enough to sit down with us. I hope you enjoy her conversation and uh, what she had to share. If you see her in the hallway, give her a pound and, and thank her for sharing just a little bit about herself and about her experiences here at LJA. I'm sure some of you ha- are were nodding your head as you were listening because you had some of the same shared experiences that Victoria had when she went through the internship and then ultimately got hired here at LJA. So we want to keep that fire burning. We want to keep that message moving forward with everybody. And this is a great place to be. If you haven't figured that out already by listening to some of these podcast episodes, you need to go back and listen to them again. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll slowly get there and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take it from there. But we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to do a little bit of personal and professional development by listening to this podcast. Keep listening. The podcasts are going to keep coming. And um, I appreciate you guys so much. So that's all we have for this episode. We will see you here again on another LJA podcast episode. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I will see you soon. Thanks for tuning in to the LJA podcast. Whether you are doing your due diligence to hire a design firm or you are trying to learn more about the company, this podcast is one of the best places to start. For more information about LJA, please visit our website at lja.com to learn more. At LJA, we mean it when we say we build civilization. We build civilization.